Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I am your host, Kieran Mack, and delighted, as always, that you're able to tune in with us today. Now, before we get into those top trending stories here in Thailand, don't forget, as always, to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and hit that notification bell. Now, if you like listening to us on a podcast player, you can do so by looking down in the description of this video, and there is a whole list of podcast players where the show is hosted on. And finally, if you like the show, if you want to support the show the best way you can do is become a channel member simply look down below in the description there is a link that will take you to youtube it is a hundred baht per month for that you get a few little emojis you get a little star beside your name and of course you get these videos first thing as they're uploaded and you don't have to wait till 7 a.m the next morning to do so so always a little perk so now that that is all done and dusted we are going to jump into those top trending stories here in the country and the first story that is coming out of thailand is a misunderstanding over the actual size of the lithium deposits found in thailand now as you may know we brought this story last week they have found two or three significant mines in Panya province uh, containing lithium or at least so they think so so the department of primary industries and mines has explained that there appears to be a misunderstanding that two major lithium deposits in Panya province have been found to contain 14.8 million tons of lithium making thailand the world's third largest source of lithium after bolivia and argentina now the department clarified that in fact uh Luptolite, not lithium, has been found in pegmatite rocks at the two deposits. And now runciate and ethium and the lepidite contains about 0.45% lithium, which is not much, but rich enough to have commercial potential in the production of lithium-ion batteries for electric vehicles. According to geology.com, lepidite is a rare lithium-rich mica mineral which is usually pink, red, or purple in color. It is the most common lithium-bearing mineral and serves as a minor one of the lithium metals, with rhodium and casium sometimes being byproducts. Now, the department also said that it is possible that more lithium deposits could be found in Thailand if more exploration is conducted. Now, currently, concessions have been granted for lithium exploration in three locations in Panya province, and several applications for exploration permits are pending for other places in Ratchaburi and Yala province. Now, the department added that it will accelerate exploration for lithium to support the government's ambition to transform Thailand into the regional center for the production of lithium-ion batteries and EVs. Meanwhile, Professor Dr. Jetsada at the Faculty of Science in Chilonacorn University said in his Facebook post yesterday that he thinks that reporters might have misunderstood the figures of lithium deposits, about 14.8 million tons, as declared by the deputy government spokesman. He said that in fact the figure is the estimate amount of pegmatite rock found in the two deposits, which, according to his estimate, could produce 60 to 70,000 tons of lithium. Now, based on a Tesla model SEV, which uses about 62.6 kgs of lithium in its batteries, he said that 1 million EVs would require about 62,000 tons of lithium, which is close to the estimated amount of lithium extraction over four, from 14.8 million tons of pegmatite rock. Dr. Josada said that Thailand remains far behind the world's top lithium produce, producing countries, which are Bolivia with 21 million tons, Argentina 20, Chile 11, 
Australia 7.9 million and China at 6.8 million tons. Now, no real surprise here. It does seem that Thailand seems to have a lot of misunderstandings a lot of the time and these things do happen. It is good that they do have experts who can shed a little bit more light on this so that you know things can be a bit clearer to people because I'm sure there are people in Panya province who are rubbing their hands together thinking you know a fortune of money is going to be made here with 14.8 million tons of lithium which is actually not the case at all. But nevertheless we will move on to the next story of the day. Tourists witness van driver road rage at Phuket Airport. Now, another hot story over the last couple of days with an actual ending as well. So police are investigating an assault at Phuket International Airport where one van driver repeatedly clicked, kicked another van driver, prompting the second van driver to flee into the departures terminal. The assault occurred in, occurred in full view of tourists at the front of the terminal building. A video clip of the incident has since gone viral on local social media channels. Now, police Captain Karpumpat of the Saku police confirmed that he was informed of the incident at 8.39 p.m. on Tuesday. Officers arrived and found the, uh, that the two drivers, Songkal Gasman, 34, and Kittisak Taraporn, 40, uh, both were sent to Talang Hospital for physical examinations, where while police are continuing their investigation, Captain Karpumpat said. The video clip shows one white passenger van pulling up in front of the departures terminal with the driver, Dr. Sonsak, exiting the vehicle to remove luggage from the back of the van. A second passenger van, silver in colour, pulls up in the next lane with the driver, Kittisak, exiting the van and directly approaching Mr. Sonsak. Now, following a brief exchange of words, Kittisak kicks Mr. Sonsak in the stomach. He kicks Mr. Sonsak a second time, knocking Mr. Sonsak backwards and onto the ground. A third kick is blocked as Mr. Sonsak backs away. Now, Kittisak continues to follow Mr. Sonsak, with one kick missing the target and landing Kittisak on the ground by his own efforts, giving Mr. Sonsak a chance to flee into the terminal building. Meanwhile, tourists in front of the terminal witnessed the entire assault. Mr. Sonsak explained that the incident originated uh, from when the uh, two vans were traveling along the Soi Bang Ma Lao Soi 6 road near the entrance to the Slate Hotel. Uh, Kittisak accused Mr. Sonsak of cutting him off. Mr. Sonsak strongly denied the accusation. Kittisak then followed Mr. Sonsak as he drove to the airport. So, the follow-up on that is Mr. Kittisak has had his license suspended, driving license suspended for 180 days. And apparently the airports of Thailand are now asking for uh, charges to be play, uh, pressed against him. Of course, you think the other driver would be the one pressing the charges, not the AOT. But maybe because it happened on their land, on their property, this is the reason. However, this just underscores the level of violence and the in this taxi cartel mafia type that's running around Phuket. It's pretty much on a daily basis now that we're pretty much seeing some form of a taxi incident. I read another incident involving a taxi driver and a female passenger in Patong uh, one or two nights ago. So it's continuation. I know it's easy to say, well, isolated India, but it's not isolated anymore. I think everybody knows the behavior of these taxi mafia type. It's basically they believe they run the airports, they believe they run transportation in Phuket. And it's only, and it'll only change when the government and particularly the local government, you know, the governor of this province 
and other uh, people who are sent here to do a job uh, start to take it seriously start to put proper public transport in where these guys start to get cut out of what's going on i mean we do have a bus i mean from phuket airport that goes to various parts but you know those drivers at the beginning when they started this were quite scared to even take this job so a lot of this i think stems from taxi drivers being just basically allowed to do what they've been able to do for pretty much all of time it came to a little bit of an abrupt end i think after the 2014 coup but you know we're back into the old uh, civilian days now so they'll return to doing what they want knowing that nobody's going to touch them but nevertheless i don't know what you think about this but for me i really do wish that the police would clamp down a bit more on this kind of thing that um examples will be made of this guy not 180 days his license taken off him you know find a fortune of money and told you're never working in the airport again just consider that he followed this guy because he said he cut him off and he followed him to the airport to assault him basically <laughs> it's nuts and of course in front of tourists in the airport international arrivals and departures watching this welcome to phuket as you've heard about the taxi mafia now we're going to present a show for you today please enjoy and that's the image that people have been getting when they arrived at Phuket International Airport a few days ago but nevertheless we will move on to the next story now man jailed for 50 years for defaming the monarchy now as I live in Thailand and uh, let's be honest uh, laws in Thailand are very strict I will go through the story as published and there will be very little commentary in it but the a Thai court has sentenced a man to 50 years in jail for comments deemed to have defamed the monarchy the highest ever sentence handed down under the country's notorious less majeste law 30 year old Mongkot Tirakot was originally sentenced to 28 years for posts he made three years ago on Facebook but on Thursday an appeals court added an extra 22 years to the sentence. The Les Majeste law criminalizes any negative comments about the monarchy. The law which has been widely criticized is still enforced despite the election last year of a civilian government for the first time in 10 years. Now, at the hearing on Thursday, the judge said he had already reduced Mr. Tirakot's sentence by a third because of def the defendant's cooperation. Uh, details of what prompted such a harsh sentence for Mr. Tirakot, an online clothing vendor from Chiang Rai province, have not been published. The judge referred to a multiple comments on Facebook and Thai courts typically pile on additional convictions for each individual post. The Les Majeste law was briefly suspended at the start of the reign of King uh, Vajiralongkorn in 2019, but has since been revived and used extensively since the outbreak of the unprecedented student-led protests three years ago, which called for sweeping reforms of the monarchy. An activist and lawyer who first called for a public discussion of the monarchy, uh, Arnon Nampa, also had his jail sentence increased for four years on Wednesday. Now, later in January, the Constitutional Court will rule on whether to dissolve the Move Forward Party, the youthful party which won the most votes in last year's general election, over its call to amend the Les Majeste law, with some Thai cons uh, conservatives arguing uh, that this amounts to an attempt to overthrow the entire political system and order. So, as I said, as you're here in Thailand, uh, there's not going to be very much, if any, commentary at all. Only thing I would say is it's a very long time to be put in jail a very long time and uh, I hope maybe there's some kind of pardon for him in the future 
uh, but it is, as I said, a shockingly long time. Now we're going to move on to another story. And this story now stems, there was another arrest similar uh, a couple of weeks ago as well. We're going to talk about that. But Saudi tourists arrested in Phuket on child sex charges. A 41-year-old Saudi Arabian man was arrested at Phuket Airport on January 19 for allegedly involvement in child sex abuse and trafficking in Thailand. The arrest followed an outstanding arrest warrant issued in Phuket with the suspect handed over to Patong police as per the Phuket Immigration's Facebook post. Now, the apprehension occurred at the International Arrivals Hall of Phuket International Airport, which is off-limits to unauthorised individuals. The suspect's identity and warrant details were not disclosed, with authorities only revealing his age. The charges include taking a minor aged 15 to 18 for obscene and indecent actions, uh, falling under Section 319 of the Criminal Code known as Child Sex Trafficking. The arrest echoes a similar case involving a Russian national two weeks ago. Both individuals face charges related to child sex trafficking. However, it is unclear if these cases are connected to the Velvet Bar raid in Batong on March 15, 2023, which revealed a child sex trafficking ring. Over 100 customers, mostly foreigners, were identified in the operation. Now, following the raid, top-ranking officers at Patong Police Station, including uh, Colonel Su Jin, were transferred pending further investigation. Seven months later, Colonel Su Jin was appointed Deputy Commander of Panya Provincial Police. Patong Police Station received recognition as the most moral and most transparent police station in Phuket in the annual Integrity and Transparency Assessment conducted by the National Anti-Corruption Commission. So there's something new for you there. Now, I think we go back to that Red Velvet Lounge. I think, uh, was it a Swiss man was caught up in all that? Anyway, it was really ridiculous and it was horrifying the things that were going on. I probably say these are related. The Russian man that was arrested was arrested for the exact same thing uh, a couple of weeks ago. And again, now this Saudi Arabian guy coming back into the country. What I don't understand is clearly they must know that the police will eventually get onto them. So you're taking a big risk by coming back into the country and you're bound to get caught. But then again, I'm delighted they get caught because perverts like this need to be arrested and locked up for a very, very long time. In my opinion, they have no place in society. Um, but I think also we should also not be naive and think that this is only going on or only went on in the Red Velvet Bar and it's still that it's still it suddenly stopped. I, without a shadow of a doubt, could say it's definitely continuing. And I think uh, if we go back to that Red Velvet incident, it wasn't the police that got the tip off from great investigation. It was an American nonprofit organization that tipped off the police to this whole thing. And, and it wasn't just the police. They informed, they informed other agencies because they really want, didn't think the police were going to act on this. But um, it does just show you that, you know, Phuket, as beautiful as the beaches are, as nice as it is, there is a very seedy undercurrent. Uh, in this in this province and I think the police and it does seem they seem to be getting a, a handle on it but they do need to take this a lot more seriously it is disgusting it's horrendous to think children are being abused in this way and I, I, I hope and I pray that this Russian guy this Saudi Arabian guy found guilty get the book thrown at them and they spend a great deal of time in a Thai prison and finally, to our last story, Chinese Brits rekindle desire to visit. 
The Prime Minister has praised various agencies for contributing to Thailand's success in becoming the most popular Airbnb destination among Chinese tourists during the winter and the sixth best destination to visit in 2024, and that's according to the British Daily The Telegraph. Government spokesman Chai Wacharanka said on Thursday that Thailand ranked first in terms of the countries most searched for by Chinese travellers on Travellers Airbnb hotel booking platform during the current winter season. Japan was second, followed by New Zealand, Australia, the United States, Malaysia, Indonesia, the UK, Norway and South Korea. According to Airbnb, over 3.5 million Chinese tourists arrived in Thailand in 2023. Five Thai cities, Phuket was first, Bangkok second, Chiang Mai seventh, Koh Samui tenth and Pattaya twelfth also made it to Airbnb's list of top 20 most searched cities in the world by Chinese tourists. Now, in addition, the Telegraph has ranked Thailand as number six on the list of 20 must-see destinations in 2024, making it the only country in Asia to uh, make the cut. The British paper's top 10 lists, Newfoundland and Labrador in Canada at number one. Uh, This is followed by Bat Ishi and the uh, Salkamgut in Austria, the Norwegian Slopes, Okfango Delta in Botswana, the Wild Atlantic Way in my beautiful country of Ireland, Thailand of course, Exmoor in England, Stirling in Scotland, Paris and Key in Greece. Prime Minister Saretta Tavasin gave credit to all agencies and organisations that were involved in putting Thailand firmly back on the tourism radar, according to Mr Chai. This reflected the resounding confidence in the Thai tourism industry, as well as the cooperation of various sectors in supporting the government's proactive policy of restoring the industry and making the kingdom a truly world-class destination. So, Thailand is, well, back then again, a world-class destination. I don't know what you think, whether or not it is, but I, I think it's slowly getting there, but I do think it has a long, long... But, as always, that is it for today. I'd love to know your opinion on these stories today, what you think about them, whether you agree, disagree, your comments, your thoughts, your ideas, as always, down below in that comment section. But that is it for today. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great, great, great Monday. And you know what? We'll see you on Tuesday. Stay safe out there. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.